All right, welcome back. And today we're going to talk about consciousness, which is somewhat similar but different with awareness. So remember last week we talked about awareness to procrastination, which is my awareness to me being a procrastinator that time during the holidays and uh, how I was uh, observing that. Anyway, go, going to the going back to the topic. Consciousness refers to the state of being aware of and able to think and perceive one's surroundings, thoughts, emotions, and sensations. It is a complex and multi-layered phenomenon that involves various cognitive processes and subjective experiences. Consciousness is often uh, thought of as the subjective experience of the world and one's self and is widely considered to be one of the central mysteries of the human mind and brain. Consciousness and awareness are related concepts but are not the same thing. Consciousness, it is more of the general term that encompasses the entire subjective experience of the world and one's self. And awareness, on the other hand, refers to the state of quality of being conscious and having the knowledge or perception of one's surrounding thoughts, emotions, and sensations. It is referred to the act of paying attention and being cognizant of what is happening to the present or in the present moment, both internally and externally. So consciousness is the broader concept that encompasses awareness and other aspects of subjective experience, while awareness refers to a specific aspect of consciousness related to the attention and perception. Right, that's a little deep. Now, the stages of consciousness can be broadly categorized into wakefulness, non-REM, and REM sleep. The stages occur in a repeating pattern throughout a typical night's sleep and can be influenced by various factors. Alright, so there are three types of consciousness that we are aware of. The first one is the conscious or the conscious mind, is, which is the part of the mind that is aware of one's current thoughts, feelings, and sensations. It is responsible for our deliberate thoughts and decisions and actions. And then the other one is subconscious. The subconscious mind is the part of the mind that operates just below the surface of conscious awareness. It is responsible for pro processing information, memories, and emotions that are outside of our immediate awareness but still influence our behaviors and emotions. And then there's another thing that I just found out, which is the superconscious. And the term superconscious is sometimes used to describe a higher level of consciousness beyond the conscious and subconscious. This can refer to a spiritual or mystical state of awareness where, one's, where one has a deep understanding of the universe and their place within it. It is important to note that the distinction between these different levels of consciousness is not universally agreed upon and these concepts are not part of the mainstream psychology. The concept of collective unconscious, on the other, other hand, is different from uh, superconscious. Collective unconscious was introduced by Swiss psychologist Carl Jung. It refers to a part of the unconscious mind that is shared by all human beings and contains universal symbols, archetypes, and instincts that are inherited from our ancestral past. 
The collective unconscious operates beyond the individual conscious and is believed to shape our beliefs, behaviors, and experiences. The concept of superconscious is not widely accepted term in psychology and its definition and meaning can vary depending on the context in which it is used. Some use it to describe a higher state of consciousness beyond the conscious and subconscious, while others use it interchangeably with the collective unconscious. In general, the concept of superconscious and collective unconscious are not equivalent, as mentioned, and should not be interchangeably. So, there are four types of consciousness, and these are not widely recognized or agreed upon concept or in psychology. Different theories and perspectives may divide consciousness in different ways, but there are four types that are sometimes discussed. So we have the waking consciousness, or this refers to the conscious awareness of the external environment of, and the ability to engage in conscious thoughts and perception. We have sleeping consciousness. This, this refers to the experience of consciousness during sleep, including various stages of sleep, such as non-REM and REM sleep. And then we have meditation consciousness. This refers to the state of consciousness experienced during meditation, which can range from relaxation to deep insights and understanding. And then there's the other one, which is number four, altered states uh, consciousness or al altered states of consciousness. This refers to the experience of consciousness that is altered or different from waking consciousness, such as those experienced in hyp hypnosis, drug-induced states, and near-death experiences. It is worth noting that these categories are not universally accepted or defined and may vary based on the framework or perspective used. Alright, so there is a path to becoming superconscious. We'll head back to the word superconscious, which can vary depending on the individual and the specific beliefs or practices they follow. However, some common approaches that are often associated with cultivating a superconscious state include meditation or practicing mindfulness, focusing the mind and controlling thoughts and emotions through med uh, meditation can help to quiet the mind and enhance awareness. Spiritual practices engaging in spiritual or engaging in spiritual practices such as prayer, yoga, or mindfulness based on spirituality can help in deepen one's connect connection to a higher powerful or power, higher power or consciousness. Personal development, engaging in personal development activities such as self-reflection, journaling, and therapy can also help to increase self-awareness and gain insights into one's thoughts, feelings, and behaviors. And also we have service to others. Helping others and contributing to the greater good can bring a sense of connection to something larger than oneself and help to increase awareness and compassion. Right. So it's important to note that there is no one, uh, no one set path to becoming superconscious and that this concept is not universally recognized or accepted in mainstream psychology. And the most important thing is to find what works for you and what brings a sense of meaning and purpose to your life. Now, let's proceed to how we can access the collective unconscious. This is a concept in psychology of Carl Jung and is not, again, universally accepted by all psychologists. So according to Jung, or Jung's theory, 
The collective un unconscious is comprised of archetypes, symbols, and themes that are common to human and are in common to all human and are inherited from our ancestral past. So here are the here are some ways that could access or that could help access the collective unconscious according to Jung's theory. So we have the dream analysis, which is interpret interpreting interpreting the symbols, themes, and archetypes pre present in one's dream, and this can provide the insight into the collective un unconscious. And then we have active imagination, engaging in imaginative exercises that allow the unconscious to express itself and can reveal information about the collective unconscious. We have engaging with mythology and religion, reading, studying, and engaging with myths, legends and religions, traditions, uh, understanding different traditions, can provide insights into the collective unconscious and its archetypes. And number four, we have engaging with the arts. So engaging with expression, music, poetry, visual arts can tap into the collective unconscious and reveal archetypes and symbols, which is far more very important in my opinion. It's important to note that the concept of this is, again, we are going to keep saying um, not accepted and supported universally. And this will be varying, uh, or this may vary greatly depending on the individual and their personal experiences. So those are the different um, criteria, stages, understanding, path to consciousness, or whatever we want to call it. So it's still very, very vague. So we'll do a deep research about this information and we'll do another episode at some stage about consciousness and this is a very complex topic if i may say and uh, i think i didn't give you justice for this topic but yeah this is what we found out online and we'll do more research and do a part two and make sure that we have a clear perspective about this topic thanks for listening and till next time